It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G Cobb in the house with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G Cobb and Micah Warren. Oh, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to another edition of G Cobb in the house. I'm Micah Warren, along with G Cobb and Jason Ashworth. Um... Obviously, we're going to talk Eagles, and we can probably fill up four hours of Eagles chatter right this second uh, pretty easily. But we only have an hour, so we're going to get to it quickly. Um, did you guys happen to see – I want to start with Donovan McNabb, actually, because it's such an easy topic. Did you guys see uh, Trent Cole's comment to uh, Sirius Radio today? No. What did, what did he say? So Trent Cole goes on Sirius Radio, and they ask Trent, what makes McNabb so tough to defend? And he goes, yeah, I think I'll say no. He's not that difficult a quarterback to play against because I think we should have won that game. He was referring to the last one. This past game we played against him, we should have won. Like I said, I just think he's not a difficult quarterback to play against. It's kind of shocking the week before a game to say something like that. Well, you. Um, yeah, you know, because you uh, if he feels that way, I mean, I, I think he um, I think he feels he's just like any other quarterback and, and really uh, – you know, I can understand that. I mean, I don't – I mean, he hasn't really played against – he played him against him that, that one time. And did Trent have any sacks? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check on that. J.D. Well, you, know, you know, the thing is, they ran, they ran the ball down their throat. So, you know, Trent really needs a – I don't see what they, they got much to say about the way they played. You know, it wasn't so much McNabb. Well, it was McNabb because, you know, he got out of there and ran for that first down and yep. – he threw a touchdown and whatever, but you know, I mean, they lost. Um, whatever. I, I really don't get off into you know the guys got to say this and got to say that because you know I, it, it, sometimes people say they want guys to be honest and then when a the guy's honest, they blast the guy. So <laughs> I, I just don't. I mean, I just don't see what the upside is of saying it. I mean, if, if Donovan doesn't have enough motivation as it is now, he's got former teammates saying he's not a very you know yeah. yeah. I mean, I. I uh, he's gonna play his best. So, but I, I I understand what you're saying. I don't see, you know. I mean, I don't. I didn't hear exactly what he said, and you know. So, who knows? Well, the quotes are on uh, Pro Football Talk. I'll be posting those later on gcob.com. I'm sure. Um, but speaking of, well, let's stick with McNabb here. And I don't know if you guys saw. There's a report from this Josina Anderson. She was. I don't. Know, she, I think she's still with Fox 31 in Denver now. She does Showtime football or something. That contract talks were, uh, what's the term she used? Basically, that are on a faster track with McNabb. This has got to be. Can you imagine Donovan staying in Washington after this week? Two weeks ago? Uh, is, 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 is Jay, is, is somebody else there or is it just me? Yeah. Jay, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Jay, are you okay. playing Black Ops? What? No. No Call of Duty. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting to find it. I'm biding my time. You never go ahead, go, ahead, go ahead and jump in. That's why I was taking my time. I'm letting you jump in. <laughs> no, nah, Fred. I, you know what? To be honest with you, can I see Donovan staying there? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, in all reality, I mean, call it what you will, but I think there's uh, several more attractive options out there for teams looking for quarterbacks than Donovan McNabb. So if Donovan has a uh, an offer for a contract, and I'm and I still I still have always been a five supporter, but based on uh, how he's played really this year in terms of individually. Um, I just think uh, if he's offered a contract, he'd be silly not to take it. Now, the confusing part is why he'd be on the fast track with the way things have kind of panned out. 
Well, so I why is their contract off now? I think there's a reason they're on the fast track, and this is a matter of the uh, of the Shanahan's trying to cover their butts. I mean, they don't know what they're doing down there. I mean, uh, the thing is, really, with Donovan, I don't think he's played all that poorly. He's on a crappy team. I mean, uh, Donovan is not the greatest quarterback. I mean, you know, he's not the greatest quarterback. At the same time, they're four and four. Come on, they beat the Cowboys. Okay, yeah. they beat the Eagles. All right. What, what kind of talent do they have? The good players that they do have have been hurt. Cooley has missed some games. Uh, you know, their running backs have gotten hurt. Their offensive line is all banged up. Terrible. Uh, they, they screwed up the defense they had. Like the defense they had prior to this year had been a good defense year after year. You know when the Eagles played them, their defense gave the Eagles hardly nothing. Their, yeah, defense, is ranked, their defense is 31st in the league in yardage. When they used to be, is bad. I, I agree with you, G. Their defense is bad. So, However, so I'm not saying that, that, that Donovan has played great, but you tell me who, in, you know, with this team that they've got, which won four games last year, they won four games with a great defense. They won four games. <laughs> who, who expected them? I mean, I don't know who it is. I didn't expect them to be that great. I mean, they, you know, the Shanahan's are blowing smoke up everybody's butt to think, well, what should they be, 5-3? and three? Should they be 6-2? and two? Come on, please. No, I agree <laughs> with you, but I guess the, what I'm looking at is kind of too, all right, it's twofold for me. First and foremost, Donovan has always had, when he, when he was in Philly, he always had a decent defense. He doesn't have that in, in Washington, which we thought he would. I think we all kind of thought Washington's defense yeah, they, played a little better they than they screwed had. Up their, they screwed up their defense. Right, fair enough. So, I guess my point being, though, even even when he was in Philadelphia and he had subpar offenses, you weren't looking at it saying Donovan's an issue. I mean, Donovan was always Donovan was always Donovan, and you always knew that if you just got him some some quality receivers or just got some talent around him, that that his numbers would just naturally escalate. I'm looking at him in in Washington, and I'm even questioning some of his decision making. Now, granted, I know a lot of that has to do with he needs to he's trying to make plays. I get that. You only have so many opportunities to make a play especially when you're not surrounded with a bunch of talent. But I'm just looking at, what was it, uh, who was it, Chicago? I don't even know who was getting Where he's just – Yeah, yeah he, he has to make some you – know, some of the turnovers, no doubt he yeah. made some mistakes. The thing is – It's uncharacteristic it's, for him. But, under, but understand this. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I think that it's because he's trying to do more because there's not much there. But the thing is, how, how many times has he been set? How many times has he been slammed? Uh, and as I said, I think he's trying to do more than he should be doing. He should just play things close to the best. This is not an explosive offense. Who do they have? Terrible. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's why uh, for the Shanahan to try to make people think that, that they've got a great football team or something, and like McNabb is holding them back. Right. You know, <laughs> I want to know who could be quarterback in that team when you're throwing to Anthony Armstrong, uh, who's that? Moss, Santana Moss, Roydell uh, Williams. Got, you, <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing is, you got no. And, and then the last game, they had no running game. Okay, and, and then they're throwing the ball to. Um, they got no running game, and they're throwing the ball to, you know, these guys that they're throwing the ball to. So I, I really don't see um, a team that is that a playoff team. I mean, and, and their defense is not as good. I mean. Listen, their defense is not as good as they were. If the Shanahan's are going to try to lie to people as if, well, if we had a better quarterback, we'd be a playoff team. 
please, please. Well, you could argue that... Running game. Their running game isn't even as good as it used to be. If you look at them, they're getting... I, I read something that, that shocked me, to be honest. I don't know how to look at it, to be honest with you. But they, I, I read this stat where there, there are four players who have been stopped behind the line um, 20 or more times. Four running backs who have been stopped uh, behind the line 20 or more times. And all three of those running backs had attempts of over 140. The fourth running back was Terrain, and he's only had 90 attempts. Yeah, I mean, it tells you how porous that offensive line is. Yeah, and and the and the thing about it is, uh, the Shanahan's look who they brought in. They had the off season rather than go get some young running back. At least you go get some young running back. Yeah, they go get you know uh, Larry Johnson. Come on, man, Larry. Jo- yeah. Who thought Larry Johnson was going to do anything this year? You got Larry Johnson. Who else to get? Uh, Willie Parker. Parker. <laughs> Willie Parker. I mean, a beat up, run down Willie Parker, and then who's the other guy? I mean, you know, they, it was just a, it, uh, you know what they did bring in a four. There was someone else. I mean, the thing about it is, who is going to tell me the Shanahan's know what in the world they're doing? They bring in these guys, and then who do they have lining up at at, at, at a wide receiver starting? Thirty-nine-year-old Joey Galloway. I know. <laughs> no, and Santana no. doesn't have the speed he used to. No, and, and the thing about it is, like I said. I'm not raving about Donovan. You know, I, I mean, Donovan is what he is. But the thing is, who is going to make that team a playoff team? Come on. Please. I don't think it's under the right direction, Jay. You could argue that Mike Shanahan's been, been smoking mirrors in, since I mean, the last 11 years. Yeah, the thing is, he's got that team going in the wrong direction. They should have went young, okay? At least definitely at running back, they should have went young. Mm-hmm. Because you know young legs. You don't need old guys. Come on. Old guys at running back? And, and everybody knew it. You got guys that are novice in football that knew better than what Mike Shanahan was doing. And he went ahead and did that, and it blew up in his face. Now they have no running game, okay? They have no running game, and they got mediocre. They don't have good receivers. They got a 39-year-old guy starting. Tell me somebody got a 39-year-old wide receiver. <laughs> and no defense. And no defense to even keep around in the game. And an I mean, you know, coordinator with one-year experience. Hey, you know what I would do? I'd go sign Jerry Rice. What is he, 45? (laughs) He's the best player of all time. I mean, the thing about it is, you know, like I said, they're using McNabb to try to cover their mistakes. Look, if you gave McNabb a good running game, okay, is he going to score 1,000 points? No. Going to miss receivers, but he is going to be able to connect with guys deep. He's going to get a couple deep throws, and for the most part, he'll take care of the ball. Now, he hasn't done as good a job of that. But he surely has got the crap beat out of him. I mean, he, I, I was looking at uh, some of that Detroit game. Man, he was getting the crap beat out of him in that game. you got to be kidding. And yeah. so they are not a good football team. And when their defense isn't any good, come on, uh, they'll wind up, uh, they might win six games. With the way their defense is playing, come on, they're not going to beat anybody. And the thing is, they'll get rid of McNabb, let's say, or he, well, he comes back on whatever. If they don't change their personnel, they're they're garbage. They used to have a good defense, and and, and really, he, look how he messed around with Hainsworth all that time. Yep. What do you? That's what. Put the guy in a four three. What do you move into a, a three four four? What are you stupid? I can't stand that. I, I I absolutely can't stand when a defensive coordinator they got a new coordinator whatever. It takes a while to build a team on either side of the ball in the NFL to get your guys and the right personnel. You can't just all of a sudden snap your fingers and say oh, we're a three four now. 
You just made all that time building a 4-3. I mean, London Fletcher, what are you – come on, he's one of the, he's a middle linebacker. He's not with the 34 linebacker. You, you leave him where he's at. The guy was a good player. Mm-hmm. You know, you leave those the guys. Bowl they, they, the, one, the one thing they had on the team that was right, they changed that. I'm going like, you know, hey, Mike Shanahan, I don't want to – you know, the guy has not done a good job. And, and like I said – uh, if he was going to bench McNabb, he should have benched him at halftime. He could have benched him. He could have benched him at the th- three-quarter mark or whatever. But to bench him right before the two bins, come on. I don't care who you got there. You don't. That was not a beneficial move for the football team. And I don't care what McNabb was doing. That was not a good move. And now you've got to try to clean it all up, and you're telling all these stupid stories and everything. You know, uh, you know and like I said, I'm not, def- I'm not defending McNabb, but Shanahan and Something's wrong down there. And it's a big time mess. It's a total mess. You sit your, your quarterback. You just made the move. You get this guy, and you sit him down at that moment for a, a quarterback that really is kind of a running joke in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I think the problem is Kyle Shanahan, really, because you tell me why you bring Rex Grossman in, in the town anyway, other than he's your son's best friend. Come on, why else? Yeah. Why do you bring? Tell me why you bring Rex Grossman in. I mean, you got you got you got some young quarterbacks around. Come on, Rex Grossman. I think you could do worse as a backup. You can you Come could on. do worse as a backup. I, I'm not saying you send him in there with two minutes left in a game, a winnable yeah. game. That's right. I, I mean, the, the whole yeah. thing stinks down there, and I'm telling you, Shanahan has done nothing in the NFL since John Elway retired. Yeah, he does. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I I'll bring a little kid in, and and I you know I got I got a couple little grandkids, right? Yeah. They know if they're gonna lie to me, they're telling me one story. <laughs> and they're sticking to it, and they're sticking to it. And they're gonna stick to. They're not gonna tell me three stories and say, "Pop, pop." I lied. I got another story. No, no. Uh, you know, uh, no such and such. I, I I didn't take the cookies, but I borrowed the cookies. Come on. Whatever. We'll get we're gonna get the more more Redskins and Eagles on the other side. We gonna do have to take a break here. G Cobb in the house on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Here's what's happening this week on Forever Hunting's Trail with Jim and Trav. Bowhunting Addiction TV's Don Polliff, veteran outdoorsman Buck McNeely, and Alaska Extreme Huntress finalist Stacy Frost will be our special guests. And we'll be hitting on the trail with the guy that has more fish on his wall than family pictures. We're talking about those guys from the World Fishing Network at WFN.TV. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're joined up with g cobb in the house featuring gary cobb and co-host michael warren you want to get in on the conversation call in now it's toll free 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144 or send an email to gary cobb at aol.com remember two r's and two b's in that name now back to g cobb in the house all right, everybody, we are back here on G Cobb in the house. I'm Michael Warren along with G Cobb and Jason Ashworth. And we also have on the line now uh, Richie Quinones. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Quinones. Close enough, though. How are you guys tonight? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? Good. I'm doing well. What's going on, G? How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm enjoying the dialogue on uh, the Washington Redskins and Donovan McNabb. And you guys said something a little interesting, and, gee, you know, yourself being a former player, you know, I, I found it always hard when you bring family into the fold, and I think that's a little bit of what you guys were touching base on with Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan, and I really think both guys you have to put on the hot seat this year. Well, you know, I, I think you make a good point, and I, I think that uh... – I think Mike Shanahan probably knew he was doing it, but he wants to see his son do well. But, you know, uh, I had heard that, you know, he helped, of course, uh, get him a, a coordinator's job uh, with his former offensive coordinator in, in Denver. Okay. So he gets in that job, and then he promotes and makes an offensive coordinator. Now, uh, I don't know what they're doing down there. I thought they were going to be a run-based team where they're going to be doing what Mike Shanahan did in Denver and everything. But, no, he's letting Kyle Shanahan run the show. <laughs> and I don't know what they're doing. Um, I mean, they have won four games, which I, I really think is, is, is more than really uh, – is better than they really are. And Should have been um, five. What's that? Should have been five. They blew a 17-point yeah. lead to the Texans. Texans, yeah. That's right. They, I, that's right, they did. That, that, that's right, they did. And, and, uh, and, and, again, that's a situation where with their defensive talent, which they do have some defensive talent, that side of the ball, they really have some talent. But, they, you know, you've got the Jim Haslam who doesn't know what he's doing. The guy was run out of what? St. Louis? Uh, that was where New he was run out of? I mean, New Orleans, all of them. You know, yeah. and, 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 and here you got, uh, you know, this, they, he can hire this guy, and they bring him in, and I don't think they're doing a good job with that football team on either side of the ball. I don't think that uh, they have some talent on the defensive side, but offensively, I, I don't see anybody that I look at and go, man, whew, that's a great offensive player. I mean, Cooley's a good player. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't see much I mean, over there. You know, uh, Dan- Daniel Snyder's a type of owner where he's just going to always open up the checkbook. I mean, you guys were talking about some of the players. I mean, my goodness, they had Willie Parker, Larry Johnson, Clinton Portis. They were even okay. looking. 
at Westbrook okay. before. I mean, how, how do you how can you build a team around a banged up offensive line instead of instead of giving Hainsworth all that many a couple of years ago? They lost one of the tackles, Jansen. They should have gone out and drafted. An O lineman, but they, yeah. they make those big, high-profile moves. It doesn't really necessarily uh, equate to success on the field. Well, they did grab Trent Williams this year uh, with the fourth yeah. overall pick. But that, you know, that, was, you hit that was a good move. That was a good move. But you see, they don't even have draft picks. I mean, they trade them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the thing, the thing about though is, I thought that um, uh, finally the owner was going to let give you know give everything to these football guys, but he makes the mistake of getting Shanahan, a guy who is living off of, you know, uh, Super Bowls he won back in the 90s. I mean, come on. Well, here's the point. We're talking about Kyle Shanahan and everything. All the problems start at the top. They always start at the top. And, you know, I'm not sure if Shanahan was a Snyder guy or a Bruce Allen guy, uh, but even all that talk in the last couple of years, because obviously anytime there's a coaching uh, vacancy that pops up and it goes, oh, Cower and Gruden and, and Shanahan. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for a while. I, I never got, I never bought into Shanahan. I yeah. think he could have been a good coach, fine. He had Terrell Davis running all over people, an experienced John Elway, and they went out and they killed people. You yeah, well, I, I think that, um, you know, the, uh, what, what, what was that, uh, the offensive, uh, offensive line coach, uh, because uh, they, yeah. They did, they did a good job of even with, with every uh, running back that they got, they would sure. be able to have a solid running attack. But you know that that offensive line coach isn't there, and so you see that it wasn't Shanahan; it was that offensive line coach. Yeah, they, you know, they were able to name? plug any everyone back there. I mean, I think Orlando's Gary had a thousand yards one here for Denver. That's Orlando's right. I mean, Gary, Mike Bell, uh, yeah, yeah, Mike Bell. What, what, what's the Mike Anderson, the Marine? Yeah. Yeah. Anderson, I forget, yeah. I forget oh, the well. name. I forget the name of that offensive line coach. What was his name? Uh, I know, Andy, I Andy, something, whatever. I can't think of. I'm going to Google it. Hey, hey, he was the key. We find out it really was about him. It wasn't about Shanahan. It was about that offensive line coach. He was able to, you know, that they had, you know, uh, the blocking of it, that whole system with the zone blocking, and right. he doesn't have him. And we see Shanahan standing over there, you know, he can stand over there and, and, and you know, with the, and look crazy as he wants to, but he doesn't have any answers. He's the one that, come on, Willie Parker, Larry Johnson, come on, I, right. I'm telling and, you. And I think a, a lot of that goes to uh, an owner who just opens up a checkbook and says. Nah. No. You know, you yeah, I, I disagree with you, brother, and not because I, I think that it, I haven't blamed Daniel Snyder in the past. In the past, yeah, you're right, he's opened up his checkbook. But this is a case where you're in a 4-3 defense, and that defense is a little different. Albert Haynes was totally, used a little differently. You're, you're, you're I agree 100%. Doing what you're not doing making those decisions, for? though. He, no, no, he no, hired the wrong guy. He's on the field making those decisions. Right. Well, he hired the wrong guy, Jay. He hired the wrong here, guy. Here's you know? my point. Who Exactly. You bring in a guy like Shanahan, that guy – he would have never meshed in Dallas because Jerry Jones would have roamed the, the sidelines and drove him crazy. The guy, yeah, you want that? And you want that on your team too, Jerry no, Jones? Ab- absolutely, absolutely not. I'm just saying okay. Shanahan is 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 a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. I don't think he's the right coach for Washington. Well, With those players and a guy like McNabb, who come on, let's be honest, he's ultra sensitive. He's passive aggressive. You can't say he's not the right coach for Washington because based on Shanahan's success, that's exactly what Washington, we thought, was, okay. was going to employ, at least offensively. But, but, we thought, hey, you know what, this is about a guy that was, Go ahead. We're talking about a guy that was out of the game how long? 
Oh, no, I mean, hey, I'm not saying he would know that. I, I agree with you. I'm not saying that I thought Shanahan should be a coach, but I'm I mean, saying based on his right. history and his track record, if you could run the zone blocking and you could be a run first That's team right. and allow Donovan, which we all thought, if you let Donovan be the second option in the team, run the ball right. first and let him dink and dunk, we thought it was That's a recipe right. for success. Now, it's not, but I'm not going to say that Shanahan's style didn't fit Washington. Well, right. the, the thing about it is, is, is if they could have run the ball, but we see that it was that offensive line coach because they can't run the ball. You know? Okay, no, that's and, correct. No, I won't disagree and, with you there. And the thing about it is, you know, like, like I said, I, you know, from what I knew of Shanahan, I was thinking the same thing. Hey, they're going to be able to, you know, he's going he's gonna to put in his offense. Then we find yeah. out he's not, he's not running the offense. He's letting this kid, a snotty-nosed kid, run the offense. <laughs> I mean, He's also letting the quarterback drop back a lot of times. And, and, and yeah. that, I mean, let's be honest, if you have a shaky offensive line and you're shuffling in parts, especially in the NFC East, you've you got to protect the quarterback. I mean, it's, it's, common, it's commonplace. But you have to establish the, the, the ground game. Look at the teams that are successful. Look what the Giants are able to do. Look what the Eagles are even doing right now with McCoy, even though they don't have Weaver. I mean, that's, that's the recipe for success in my eyes. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think with the Shanahan thing now, I, I thought it was going to be a good deal because I thought they were going to run the ball. I thought they were going to say, okay, we got a good defense. I didn't know they were going to go in there and start changing around what wasn't even broken. I thought they would say, okay, they got a good defense. They're going to run the ball. McNabb's going to take care of the football. They're going to be tough to beat because they're going to play a lot of close games and they're going to run the ball and wear people down. But rather than that, they got Anthony Armstrong, okay, you got a Joey Galloway and some Santana Moss, and you think you got an outstanding passing game? Come on, and you got a bad offensive line? I mean, well, guys, like I said. Well, well, guys, what do you think about this, too? I'm not a fan of him. Uh, do you think that he – there's enough evidence of Shanahan mishandling other things. Do you think he mishandled Devin Thomas in that situation? I mean, granted, uh, Devin Thomas has been well, terrible. I, I I can't I can't speak for Devin Thomas. I mean, yeah, I, 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 don't, I do think I agree with G. I, I mean, but I, but I will say this with, with Shanahan though. Even with the uh, with, with the thing um, with Hainsworth, I I thought there was too much grandstanding where you got the coach, you know, not acting like a coach and where he's getting into this and it's on and on. And we know Hainsworth could be a problem, but it, it got to where it's like a farce. I mean, enough yeah. is enough. Either get rid of the guy or shut up about him. You know. Well, I mean, are you going to – I mean, honestly, though, I, <laughs> they paid him, what, a hundred and something-odd million dollars? I understand in, in the defensive scheme that Albert wants to play in, but, you know, let, let's – I can't jump to his defense. I mean, I think the guy's an absolute dog who just really lost a little bit of heart. I mean, if you're – Come on, he had you're a not brother. I'm not defending Hainsworth, but what I'm saying is – why are you going to let this guy become the discussion of every news conference you have rather than saying, look, Hainsworth's not starting right now. We'll deal with him. I'm going to deal with him one-on-one. We'll deal with that. We're not talking about Albert Hainsworth. No, they, made, they let him become the focus of their whole training camp, of everything. Mm-hmm. And Mike Shanahan's over there going through this whole thing to show how tough he is. And I thought I thought he mishandled that whole thing. I thought what he did with McNabb was a disgrace as well. But I mean, it is what it is. And I, I yeah, I mean, look, look what Childers is doing in Minnesota. I mean, how, how does a team that wins that type of game, an emotional game that possibly turns around their season, and you got the head coach and the quarterback basically going at it 
through the media? After well, the I, game? I, I think I think Childress really. All of the things he's done with Brett Favre, come on, he's made Brett Favre the focus of the football team. The where he doesn't go by any of the other rules. You got a guy that doesn't have to come to training camp. You go down there and beg him to play. Now, what other player in the NFL doesn't show up to training camp and the coach goes down there and begs the guy to play? None. It, it, it's arrogance, and, and, and especially with Shanahan, he is beyond arrogant. I mean, they talk about guys like Randy Moss, okay? Randy Moss is arrogant. and At least he went to training camp. Yeah. Brett Favre doesn't go to training camp, and they go down there and, and send the whole team down there to beg him to play. Now, and I, I, when you do I, that, I, you're in trouble. That's right. You, you basically, you, you are putting this guy, giving the guys the key to your team. You can't pull him out of, the, out of the game. He basically does whatever he wants to do. That's what you're telling everybody, and that's what you – you know, you, you see what happens with that. I mean, if he plays well, fine. You know, but they have had some injuries. Uh, Favre has played well at times, and he's played poorly at times. But I don't see them being really a team that's going to win at all. But who knows? Uh, it's a long season. i got to be honest with you. I'm listening to this, and we transitioned from Hainsworth to Favre, and I hope that we're not – I mean, granted, they were both training camp distractions, but I hope we're not calling this two eggs in the same basket here because no, I don't see not. their situation <laughs> similar at all. No, I, I think Favre – First of all, I think, uh, you know, it, uh, us in the media times, a little guilty of, of the, the farmisms, if you will. I mean, I, I, quite frankly, I can care less if he's done or not after this year, but it doesn't have to uh, – it's shoved in your face. And I think the media – I don't, see, I don't think you understand what, which side I'm taking, though. I think you're arguing okay. the wrong side here. I think what Brett Favre did and Albert worse than what Albert Hainsworth did. I, I'm agr- no, no, I'm agreeing with you. Wait, 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 quote-unquote, or I'll paraphrase, faking his injury, only to find out that, no, he actually has something wrong. Second of all, you want him to run these 100-yard sprints. He's got to run three of them. Look, if Albert Hainsworth is making a tackle 70 yards down the field, you have a bigger problem. All right, I want Albert Hainsworth to run 10 to 20-yard sprints. That's where I want my conditioning coming from, my defensive lineman. I don't need to know that he can run 300 yards. So that whole drill to me is a crock of crap. I agree with you. I I agree with you on that, Jay. We're going to take a break, though. We'll be right back here on G. Cobbinaut. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. We, uh, we, we stopped just long enough for them to let us bring us back. Out of commercial. Uh, this is a great. I'm just going to play referee. Um, the thing on Brett Favre, though, I do want to make this point, and, G, you mentioned it during the break. You, you really only can – someone can only do, be a distraction or do, or do things that you will allow them to do. And that's the problem with Favre. There's a monster that's been created. It was created with Allen Iverson. It was created with, with lots of athletes that they're, they're allowed to get away with certain things in certain situations. They're not dumb. They're going to continue to do it. It's like a child. If you let your kid get away with certain things, they're going to do it. Bad children, you see some kid misbehaving in public. You're like, man, I really want to take a swing at that kid. No, I really want to take a swing at his parents for allowing that to go on and stand there and watch him act like that. And that's kind of what we have here. Is you yeah. have Brad Childress could have said, okay, he could have said, Brett, now Brett wants to play. He'll be here at training camp. He'll sign. He'll come into training camp. If he doesn't want to play, okay, he won't show up. I'm not going down there begging him to play. I mean, come on. We talk about other, you know, uh, uh, guys in the league who are spoiled and all this. How many players? Tell me how many players. I mean, and there have been some great players that have been spoiled, and they were better than Brett Favre is right now. They didn't go down there, beg them throughout, you know, they not show up to training camp, and the coach go down there and beg them to play. Come on, that is over the line. Well, hold on. Does it also, isn't that not only an indictment on Childers? It's an indictment on the organization, but also in the lack of confidence that they have in the Tavares Jackson. I understand it's apples and oranges, but Favre's been doing it for years. Green Bay, what does he do? I'm retiring. I'm coming back. Why? Because he wanted to play for the Vikings. Instead, he gets the Jets. They yeah, have but, a great but, record, then it blows up. Then okay, last but, year. But, hey, but, give, but give Green Bay credit. They said, okay, that's it. It's enough, enough. You're out. Uh, Brett, we're not playing the game. They cut it. And then you had the Jets. They did the same thing. Enough. We're done. But the, the Vikings, come on. Brad Children's going to try to play tough guy now. Brad, you were down there on all fours begging the guy to play, and now you're going to tell me you're going to get tough on the guy? Come on. 
Yeah. It's ridiculous. You're right. Now, but now, Gene, does Ted Thompson make that move in Green Bay if he has Tavares Jackson waiting as opposed to Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, may, uh, may, maybe he does, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But but the fact is, he did do it with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't know how Aaron, good Aaron Aaron Rodgers was going to be. I mean, this was before Aaron Rodgers had showed how good he was. I mean, uh, you know, so it was taking a chance. And, and remember how popular Brett was in Green Bay. So that was quite a chance, in, uh, chance for, for Thompson to, uh, to take there. And, and I give him credit for that because as a, as a team, see, with football, you've got to have discipline. And that's what, you know, destroyed the Cowboys. You, you, you know, the game is a part of it that you've got to have discipline. It's like the military. And there's a part of football that's like that. And you can't get away from it. You cannot be a goody-goody guy with your players too much and get good performance because some of it is hard. It's, 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 it's where you get tired and, and, you, and you're beaten up, and you've got to make sure that you, you concentrate and not make mistakes. And a lot of times you're going to play best if you've got a guy's foot in your butt, and, and that's just the way it is. And it's been proven over the years, and it's destroyed the Cowboys, and it's probably you know, going to destroy uh, Brad Childress because right now the guys have got to say, this guy's got a nerve to get in my face and say something to me. And he, he basically went down there on all fours with, with, with Brett Favre. And you think he's going to say something to me. You know, he doesn't say anything with Brett when he does stuff. So that, that team, I think, is done. The locker like, what, can't stand what, what, him, what, What's the point, then? You mentioned the Cowboys, and I agree 100%. The lack of discipline, you know, selfish players. I get tired of hearing everyone say they're the most talented one in six, one in seven. No, they're just not a good football team right now. They have an semblance of talent, but you, you you get rid of, you fire your coach after two really, let's be honest, just awful losses to the Giants and the Packers. What's the benefit of really doing it now? Is it more or less like a mercy firing? Is no, Jason I, I, Garrett going to come in and change the culture of the team in, in a week? No, no. but I, I can answer that question, actually. Now. I'm glad you brought that up because I thought it was the right thing to do. Not because Wade Phillips is the entire problem. I think we all know Jerry Jones acting as GM is probably their biggest problem. That's safe to say. But remember about, a, was it two years ago, where Jason Garrett was the hot assistant. He was the up-and-coming guy. He was supposed to be the next big thing. By doing it now, not only do you, for me, I, out of respect to Wade, they let him go. I, I, I think it would have been disrespectful to let him go that whole season and have to deal with that all day, same questions over and over. Losses are piling up. So not, by getting rid of him now, you do get a chance to see if, Garrett is head coaching material. You have a yeah, are you giving him a season. fair shot? Are you giving him a fair shot? Well, you've got John Kittner, so it's not completely fair, but we that's, are going to get to That's my see. point. <laughs> well, I don't, know. I don't know how you could say it's a fair shot for, for Jason no, I'm Garrett. Saying, are you giving him coach. a fair shot? I don't think I don't you think are. Garrett I think Garrett deserves a fair shot. shot. I'll say yeah, that. No. I don't think he deserves a fair shot because I think he's not a great offensive coordinator. Yeah, but what my point my point being is if he's a head coach, yeah, and I, and I agree, I don't know how good of an offensive coordinator he is right now, but it's for the Any same shot reason that shot for him. no matter what happens the rest of the way out, I don't think you can that, – that's not going to be necessarily indicative hey, of doing, Jason man? Garrett. In all yeah. reality, if, they, if they're terrible the rest of the way out, does that mean Jason Garrett's a bad coach? In all reality, if they finally wake up and start playing a little bit, well, does that mean Jason Garrett's a good coach? No, I, I don't know what you're going to take out of Jason Garrett in these last, what, seven games or whatever it may be. And my, I, I my think point of the, the lateral firing Phillips, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I, I, can we all agree that Donovan's going to be wearing a purple uniform next year and quarterback in the Vikings? <laughs> no, 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 because Brad Childress might not be there. <laughs> I'll tell you I what, if you want to about number seven, he might be an attractive option there. Well, I, 
you know, that now that's a subject that you definitely got to talk about, which is the whole situation with Vic, with Kevin Cobb, yeah. uh, with those guys, and, and you what lock teams are going to do. Lock that boy up. What, you better get yeah, what, him a contract. What, well, you know, the whole thing is when should they do it? Uh, at what point? Um, Two more know, games. Should they do it uh, after which game? And, um, you know, how long should they lock him up for? You know, those are, those are the big questions the Eagles have got to answer. And, you know, uh, right now uh, they've got to make a decision about that. You know, I, I've thought about it. Uh, you know, I would, I, would, I, would, I would do it after maybe about three more games. Yeah, that, Mike and I were actually – we got together last night. We were chatting about this. And I think the Eagles' mind frame right now is, is if Vic is, continues to play like this, He's the highest rated pass in the NFL right now. If he continues this this trend, I don't even know what you want to call it because I don't know if it's a hot streak. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm seeing right now. I've never seen this Michael Vick. I've never seen this complete of a quarterback in Michael Vick before. So I think the Eagles are waiting for a couple things. A, is this really Michael Vick? B, can he stay on the field? That's so, a big one. Yeah, exactly, because he's going to command a big paycheck. So they want they want to see a couple more games out of this. Three games is probably fair, G. That's probably about how many more games you're going to need to see him play at this level, and then you go ahead and you put the, you know you put some paper on the table. I don't think but, you take I mean, any he's way be in the game all three games. Yeah, I mean he he's it, it seems as though he's kind of redefined himself. Um, I, I still think though you, you can't take the, the that natural athleticism out of him like those instincts. Meaning when that pocket collapses, everyone knows what he's going to do. He's going to sure. run, and that's just Michael Vick now. Uh, you don't think so? Uh, no, it's not that. It's not that I sit here and say um, <laughs> those natural instincts go away, but I think he's already given us enough. I mean, he's already put it's enough examples on the table where he's Mac not running. He's sure. just extending the but, pocket. But look he's at the talent time. he also has, right? It, it, but, who did he have in Atlanta? It's helping him. He's played great. He's been exciting. He's been sensational. I'm, you know, I don't buy too much into the the passer rating. To be honest with you, I go by. Touchdowns, big plays, interceptions, decision making—he's done it all. Look, passer rating has a little more to do with it. I think you're giving credit for because he may not have had the weapons yeah. in Atlanta that he has now, but he was That's, never this accurate in Atlanta. I don't care who was catching the ball. Right. You're absolutely right, but I'm saying he's changed his game. We, I, I'm not—I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying when you look at him going forward, now you're talking probably not two, three-year contract. I mean, if the Eagles lock him up. This is a big-time contract. Yeah, it'll be a five- or six-year deal. Yeah, and I just find it interesting because Andy Reid, and, gee, you can attest to this, Kevin Cobb was Andy Reid's guy. I mean, we know what's going to go happen with Vic if he continues. Let's look at Kevin Cobb for a moment. I mean, how does that story unfold? Well, hold on. I I mean, I know Kevin Cobb was Andy Reid's guy, but, I mean, I think you have to agree that Michael Vick was Andy Reid's guy, too. Why else would he have taken a chance on? He saw something. He saw something he wanted to roll the dice on. Sure. And and look, he got his sea legs back. He's played great this year. I mean, you can't take that away. He's been an exciting... You can argue right now, Michael Vick is the first half MVP of the league. You can argue that. Along with Peyton, you can even throw Eli, even River. You can argue that. I'm just saying, down the road, we've seen this before. I mean, I've I've seen this play before. You got the quarterback comes in. You got the other guy who was maybe the coach's guy. Now he's not the coach's guy. Well, I don't. I, I never thought it was. I did have two quarterbacks. This this topic comes up quite a bit too. Is does he owe the Eagles a hometown discount because nobody wanted him? Nobody. And he even acknowledged they're the ones that gave me a shot when nobody else would. I'm going to say 
he does not owe them a discount because he has already paid them back. He bailed them out of the Cubs. He doesn't owe them a discount, but he owes them first right of refusal. Oh, so sure. Well, look, they got some you know, franchise let me, let, let, they want let's it. Chat. Let's chat. You show me what you got. I'm not saying I'm going to give you a discount, but I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt to put a good contract in of front course, of me. Of course, of course. If I like so it, you, think it's fair, I'll sign it. Do you, would you agree, though? And, gee, I want your opinion on this, too. I think he already paid them back. With, with, I mean, they're at 5-3 and three right now because of Michael Vick. They don't beat the Colts without Michael Vick. And I am not a Vick guy, believe me. I'm not one to sit around here and stick up for him. Uh, I'm not a I, 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 I disagree a little bit to that. Well, how, how was one game paying them back? Yeah, I mean, mean one game, Jay. They're five and three. They would not one game, Mike. It's one game. What did that get them? One game. Yeah, I mean, win some playoff. I mean, he games came in. He played, played well in the Green Bay game. They almost lost the Detroit game. You know, Jacksonville stinks. Washington. I, I understand. You know, when he was hurt and whatnot, and then you got the. I mean, I let me see the whole season. Then reward the guy. Why now? The, the Eagles the have won enough regular season games. Okay, so winning a regular season game doesn't say oh, okay, you paid me back. Yeah, he's going to win some postseason games, of, and then I'll start. Got rid of your franchise quarterback to go with Kevin Cobb. That's that's what all this is about. That was the plan. That wasn't an accident. That was the plan, and it didn't pan out. But we got we got to take a break. We'll come back on the other side with more G Cobb in the house. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com.
Stewart joined up with G. Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free, 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G. Cobb in the house. All right, we are back here on G. Cobb in the house. Uh, talk a little football. We've got some spirit discussions going, and we've been kind of kicking around the end. I'm surprised we ragged on the Redskins for as long as we did, but they make it so easy. Um, let's talk a little Giants here, because um, our buddy Richie here obviously knows his Giants. Um, what's your take? Are you worried now that all of a sudden people have kind of put the bullseye on the Giants' backs now? They're, the, they're being labeled the best team in the NFC. I think they are. Um, Eli's playing at a very high level. They're running the ball well. Do I worry about the offensive line getting banged up? Yes, that's probably my biggest concern. But that defense is filthy right now. Giants are playing good football. What do you think, Reggie? I, no, I, I mean, I think everything you're saying is dental and accurate. They're playing real well. I mean, unfortunately, uh, Steve Smith, a great third-down threat, really blossomed last year. Their wideout is going to miss probably the next two weeks. And what I'm also hearing out of New York, which I think is a big loss, is Sean O'Hara. I mean, yeah. he might be out for about three or four weeks. And when he was earlier... Injured this season, guys. They started Adam Coates at center. They went with Soybert last week. And Coach is out for the season with a torn ACL. So <laughs> they lost Coach, too, didn't they? What's that? I, I was going to say they lost him, too, but you, what you just said. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, it, I think if you're a Giants fan, the only thing that worries you this week against the Cowboys, I'm not saying they're going to go after Eli in a dirty, malicious fashion, but, you know, if it's a week, shaky offensive line right now. They're going to try to get their hits, but, you know, the, the one thing about the Giants is they, they just can't, you can't turn the ball over. I mean, to turn it over five times against Dallas and still dominate or win is great, but ultimately when you get into the second half of this season and you've got the Eagles twice now, uh, you've got Washington, you've got Green Bay, you've got some tough games coming up, and then you want to try to get, you know, possibly home field advantage or get that uh, home field uh, game in the playoffs. Especially New York, you got to run the ball. You can't turn it over. And 23 turnovers this year—it's unacceptable. You just—you have to be more careful with the football. But I—I I would agree. I think right now they are the most complete team in the NFC. Uh, I think the Eagles, though, have no problem driving up the turnpike and playing the Giants in January. I mean, that's—they—they—they they, they don't fear that. They—they they never have. They probably never will. Uh, Atlanta looked very good last night, although, you know, they had to come back, and Matt Ryan is cool. Green Bay, you still don't know what Aaron Rodgers, and they're very one-dimensional, and the Saints, they're still the defending Super Bowl champion. So you can make an argument, a case for a couple teams right now in the NFC. Yeah, yeah we, we had is, said it, Micah. We, we had said it in the beginning of the season when we were going over the NFC East to who we thought some of the top teams were. And I don't think any of us were really sold as much as the national media was on Dallas. And I believe we all kind of brought up, you know, keep your eyes open for the Giants in terms of challenging Dallas, who everyone kind of issued the division title to. I, I look at, Yeah, I look, at, I look at the NFC East and the Giants in particular, and I say, uh, just to combat the turnover comment, I mean, typically when you say turnovers, uh, you think the quarterback. And right. far be it from Eli Manning, a lot of his throws have been on the market. And yep, it's been yep. a lot of the receivers, uh, you know, tipped balls, things that, it just bounces not going your way, or losing focus. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I look at them, and they've kind of settled that down the last couple of weeks. And Eli uh, has been playing really well. They have one of, if not the best, running game 
uh, at least one of the best running games. Uh, obviously, you can point out Kansas City, but in terms of the NFC, uh, probably the best running game. Uh, and their defensive line. Uh, I don't think they have a great secondary, but when you have a great defensive line, you're getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, you're just keeping those guys out there on an island that much less. Hey, I think uh, the secondary when they won the Super Bowl. Year, I mean, you, you know, statistically, they're ranked right there at pass defense. But real quick, going well, back to the defensive back, line. I hope you know that's all. I mean, well, no, it is, it is, but it is and it isn't. I mean, obviously, yeah, you get pressure on the quarterback, they're going to make mistakes. But they've kept some pretty darn good wide receivers this year in check. Some of these guys who last year, I mean, CC Brown was can't cover Brown. That's oh, I think that's terrible. what his family named him. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> he was absolutely horrific. And, but going Corey back, Webster, you running back real quick. You're running back Ahmad Bradshaw. When you can run him hard, and I can live with the fumbles with him because of the way he runs, but then you got 275-pound beast Brandon Jacobs. Ticked you mean the underused 270-pound Brandon Jacobs? <laughs> he should be starting, and then he comes and he wears down defenses in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you what, that, that, that really helps the defense uh, as the season progresses because they don't have to go on the field. It's a lot of ball possession and ball control. And I'll tell you what, if I had to jump on your other comment, uh, or at least agree with you, in terms of the Eagles not being scared to go up that turnpike, to be honest with you, if I'm the Giants, I'm scared to have them come up there. And I'm not saying this for any other reason, but just the X's and O's of it. Because when you have a defensive line, you need much pressure. you an Eagles fan to get that last little chide in there. Hey, oh. hey, I'm just saying. I'm looking at the X's and O's. I'm just simply looking at the X's and O's. I don't think the Eagles' defense can stop the Giants. All right, I really they don't. Plan. They know However, each other. I mean, you, know, you guys know that. They, they historically play... It's so funny. I was looking at YouTube clips of games in the 80s. Something weird just always happens when they play, yeah. and if they play again late in the season in the playoffs, it'll probably be a tight game. That's and you know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do? We're going to find out how good that secondary is uh, against the Eagles because they have, obviously the Eagles have the outside threat. But when you have a defensive line, it gets the pressure that they get, and you have a quarterback that is with Michael Vick to buy some time. We're going to find out if those DBs can keep up with the with the I see a gentleman that come up. I see a gentleman. If I need a ride to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you watch my dog. You can watch my dog for me. <laughs> All right. We, we got ourselves a bet. The, All right. secondary is actually, the secondary is actually better than it was when they won the Super Bowl because it really was a bunch of kids back there, and they weren't very sure. good. But Tuck was just killing people, so it didn't matter. But, I mean, Corey Webster – God, he's, he's, he, he's good. He's just frustrating. You don't know what you're going to get on a week-to-week basis. He's had playing pretty Thomas, well this year. Yeah, Thomas um, Johnson, even Thomas. Phillips. You know, they, 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 they've got players. They had some veterans when they won with uh, McCorders and uh, the likes of that. But you're right. I mean, they've got some guys stepping in. And, and, look, your point's well taken. You get pressure on the quarterback. You collapse that Anybody pocket. Anybody looks good. Anybody looks good. Absolutely. Pretty Except confident Ellis me Hobbs. and Micah could go out there and make some plays. <laughs> Except Ellis Hobbs. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I, Hakeem Nix against what? You don't think they're going to pick on Dimitri Patterson if he's still? Uh, he, he's a beast. Uh, yeah, the Eagles are not going to be able to stop the Giants' offense, period. I'm pretty confident in that. It's just a matter of minute, just minimizing it as much as you can. Well, Even if you put Asante Samuel on Nix, which they don't do, they, the Eagles have always been left-right corners, you could, you could have them follow him, but... Even I don't even like that matchup. Don't like. You're it. gonna have. Don't to, either. You got. Yeah, but see, he can stretch and go over the top, and you gotta. You're gonna have to get. Uh, uh, you know, a, a little assistance there from from the safety. You know, I look at the Eagles secondary, and I know they've been 
at times making plays, but I just go back to that Tennessee game and Kenny Britt. I just oh. – uh-huh. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't like – with Nate Allen out, they really can't afford that. Although Kirk Coleman's not bad. I think he's a good find. They really don't have a physical secondary. And any kind of physical receiver that matches up on just owns them. I mean, they, yeah. they're, they're an athletic group and they're a fast group, but they're and not tight end kill them. Yeah, oh, tight end that's kill them. That's what we're missing, you know, with the likes of a Sheldon Brown no longer there. You know, Sheldon Brown would be that corner that you could say, all right, go out, go out and just be solid on Nick. Just be yeah. solid. You're going to give up some pass plays, but be solid today. We don't have all a right, corner guys, that can match up on a guy, and you know that you're going to get some solid play out of him all day. I hate to, I hate to do it, but I got to stop us because we are out of time. Uh, real quick, Richie, who wins Eagles uh, Redskins this week? I think the uh, I think the Eagles win by at least two touchdowns. How about you, Jay? Uh, yeah, by eleven. All right, wow, big stuff. I'm not making a prediction, so I can sound smart, uh, and I'm not wrong. <laughs> uh, and look, we'll see everybody next week. I want to thank Richie and Jay for hanging out with me this evening, and we will see you guys next week on G Cobb in the House on VoiceAmericaSports.com. Have a great weekend. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon.